Welcome to Yoga Retreat Secrets with Hargobin. I've hosted over 400 retreats now, and I'm so excited to share the hard-earned lessons with you. My hope is this podcast will help you change more lives, share more yoga, and become more profitable in your business. If you want more, I encourage you to join my free online challenge at casaom.com slash challenge, and I'll share all my yoga retreat secrets directly with you. What's up, everybody? It's Hargobin here. Um, I am so excited to be with my friend, Jessica Hurley. She's the founder of Insta Podcasts, a podcast management and media agency that supports and produces over 40 podcasts monthly. She's a mother to a five-year-old boy and the host of her own show, Rich in Real Life. I met Jessica in Mexico at a mastermind last year, and very quickly I picked up from her that she was extremely knowledgeable about podcasting in general, and really I've been sort of waiting to do this interview with her uh, since since then, because uh, as those of you that listen to the show know, um, I kind of very casually started my podcast and got more and more consistent with it. Um, and so this was, this really has two purposes. This interview does one is to educate me further on the value of podcasting, but also I'm hoping that she shares some inspiration for you, you yoga teachers, studio owners, retreat leaders, um, that she can share some of just the real value and success stories she's seen in working with people to develop their podcast. Um, so thank you, Jessica, for, um, rolling with us. And um, I guess, um, do you want to tell us just a little bit about how you got into this world? Um, and then I've got a ton of questions I would love to ask you, but maybe you can just tell us that. How, how did you end up here as an entrepreneur focused on podcasting? Yeah, thank you so much for having me. And I'll keep it short and sweet so I can give uh, more knowledge to you and your listeners. I always love to say that I love the stories on stages when people are like, you know, I sold lemonade what, since I was 12 years old and I made t-shirts and I've always been an entrepreneur. I'm like, man, that's so cool. I'm not that. I am definitely an entrepreneur by accident. My natural nature as a people pleaser has been to solve problems. I actually have a, mis a master's degree in nonprofit management. My whole life has been about impact. I was impacted significantly by a mentor um, when I was younger. I actually did a whole TED talk on her. And um, I was in the nonprofit sector when I started my very own podcast uh, six years ago called The Stranded Phase at the time. And then I um, just coincidentally had a guest that had a very big following. And she was like, what, um, after the show came out, she was like, what, uh, can I ask you what you did? And I was like, what do you mean? And she's like, like, well, I'm getting nonstop messages. Everyone's contacting me about this. And I'm like, oh, well, it's because you have a huge following. She's like, no, you don't understand. I came out with a podcast six months ago and I don't get this kind of feedback. And I was like, what? And she showed me what she did. And I was like, oh, well, just from my research, you did it wrong. And she's like, what do you mean you did it? I did it wrong. I was like, oh, well, this and this and this. And she's like, well, I don't have time to fix that. Can you help me? And I said, yeah, I had a full-time job at the time. And I fixed it for her. And two days later, she was charting in the top 40. And she was like, whatever you did, I've been trying to figure out for six months. I need you to go do this for other people. And then, of course, we get into those limiting beliefs, right? So I was like, 
nobody's going to pay me to help them start a podcast. Like, cause there's no immediate return on investment and blah, blah, blah. And she was like, you've lost your mind. People will pay. And I sat on that for about two months. I went to some conferences and spoke on it and people have been chasing me ever since for four years. And now we manage, produce and publish, um, 40 plus podcasts a month. That's awesome. Way to, way to go. I mean, I, I love it when things like work like naturally, where it's just you solve a problem, the business happens, you solve the next problem, business happens. That really is the best. Um, yeah, that, that, that's the best. That's the best way to do it. So give us some perspective, like give us some perspective on how can podcasting change your life? Perhaps who should be podcasting? Can you give us like, like, a lot of people I think are coming from the opposite angle where they are entrepreneurs, at least in my world. And then they're just banging their head against the wall and things are not working. Give us some sense of like, how, how do we make things work? <laughs> yeah. So let me give you some perspective and I hope this isn't like too um, limited or I'm going to use the word like dumbed down, but I, no, I like that. People always relate. They think, um, they don't have the time or too much of a commitment. And let's be honest, it is. It's a huge commitment. But they're comparing it to social media because they're like, I'm already on Instagram all the time. I'm already showing up in all these ways. Why do I need a podcast as well? And so when you look at all the ways that you can build authority, influence, and eventually sales, right? The ecosystem. I think there's there's YouTube, there's social media, there's podcasting, there's books, and there's blogs. Really, those are like your main channels and funnels, right? But people always think podcasting is comparable to YouTube and social media. It's not. You need to shift, shift your perspective that podcasting is really like the equivalent of a book. It is the equivalent of a book. And it, it has the power of the authority behind it as well. So if you think about it, if you've ever been to a conference, and I am not downgrading YouTube, but if you've ever been to a conference, conference and someone steps on the stage, they never say, this is Jessica Hurley. Guys, clap it up for Jessica Hurley. She's the founder of the Rich in Real Life podcast. She's the host of the Jessica Hurley YouTube channel. Nobody says that. They say the book and they say the podcast. Have you ever noticed that? Like, I have. And the company. Because they know that those three things are your longest form commitment, right? Why YouTube hasn't made it there yet, I don't know. Or people just don't know how to say it. But your podcast is like a prerequisite to your book. It's a long form content, long form commitment. And then when you get into the data, people don't understand that like out of all the channels in the ecosystem for you to build authority and increase influence, the, the study done by Nielsen Media Research Group in 2020 said that out of all of them, the average consumer can only consume seven plus seven to eight minutes max on any of those channels, any of them, YouTube included, before they switch around or whatever. Podcasting, one episode, on the average listener listens to 26 minutes or longer. So your ability to scale intimacy with someone and for them to like, know, and trust you and eventually buy, click that button from you is done on podcasting. So when people go to double check your work or check your authority, they go to Google, right? They either go to Google or Instagram. Instagram's there, but when I Google you, guess what pops up? Your website, your book, and your podcast. Not your Instagram, your website, your book, and your podcast. So it's like, it is this thing to me that if I see you, I hear about you or I see you at an event or I, someone tells me about you, I want to know that if I'm going to plan to pay you in the future, that you do this 
on a regular, that this is your baby. You're not a sometimes person. You didn't start this two months ago. I'm not investing in someone that's brand new to this. I want to go somewhere that shows me that you've been doing this for years and you are the expert. And I think the only two places that you can do that is really through a book, podcasting, and of course, social media. Does that help? I love it. Yeah, I do love it. So uh, one question I've always had is in what order should, should someone do a podcast? Like in my world, I started getting some momentum. I started getting consistent with social media. I wrote a book, I wrote an ebook, and then I did a podcast and, and I haven't been super like I publish my podcast once a week, sometimes twice a week, you know, like I'm just, you know, I'm just kind of putting in the work without killing myself. What do you recommend to to kind of the up and coming entrepreneur? When should they do a podcast? What other pieces should be in place first? Oh, that's such a good question. And I'm going to be brutally honest on this from like, we've launched over 250 podcasts in the last two years. So let me be crystal clear. The person that's going to be the most successful at podcasting is someone that's already built something that sells. And I would say the strategy looks like the same questions you would ask yourself if you were going to run ads on social media, right? People are always like, I've got this thing. It's bomb. Nobody hears me. I need to run ads. Uh, but do you? Because if you're not getting the traction for something that you can't sell, what makes you think throwing money in a, you might as well go to the, you might as well go gamble. Like, right. Right. like when ads work is when you're selling something like crazy organically. And it's like, well, if this converts, let me throw some money at it to make, to put it in front of more eyes. You, right. you throw money to run ads at something when you have something that already converts, right? Yeah. The same thing with podcasting is if you have a sustainable business model, and I always make the joke, like create a life, a product and a business and a brand that people love, and then take that and create an additional marketing channel that you can turn around and pass everything off via podcasting. I now, whether it. it's the book or the podcast first, but like build something foundational. Don't use, like when people come to me at this point in my business and they're like, I want a podcast. Like, I'm like, you want to be an entertainer. That's what you want. Like you need to have something to educate people on. If you really think about the podcast audience, I make the joke all the time that it's the LinkedIn folks listening to audio. Like they want something substantial. They want to learn. They want 70% of the episode to be about them and 30% to be about you. So it's while storytelling and vulnerability is critical to podcasting, because I need to feel like I can sit next to you on the couch. I need to feel like we can be friends to listen, like, no, and trust you. However, 70% of the episode better educate me, give me something or take me to the next level. You can't do that by just, here's who I am. Here's what I do. Like me, 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 me. Nobody wants that anymore. Right. So helpful. That's super helpful, especially the 70-30. Like, you know, I I, I intuitively uh, I like work on that number, but I, I love that 70% is about them. The value 30% is about you for vulnerability, connection, building, you know, building rapport, trust. That's the same rapport you use in sales. Yeah. Like you have an upcoming retreat. What's your retreat called? Uh, my retreat wizard mastermind. Retreat Wizard Mastermind, right? There's a huge freaking difference than you getting on your podcast and doing, if you got on your podcast today and said, okay, I really need to sell this retreat, right? Well, you're already sold out, but you said, I really need to sell this retreat. And you get on there and you say, hey guys, I'm doing this retreat for you because you need to learn how to maximize your business, da 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 sell this, learn how social media, or else you're not gonna be able to sell anything. Okay, that's option number one. Option number two is, hey guys, I started this podcast 
to pour into you because when I was building this business, I wish I had this information. And so I'm trying to help you skip the line. I'm trying to help you around the mess and help you filter some of this stuff because your talent is in spiritual guidance, awakening, getting people grounded in themselves. You're not supposed to be HR, social media manager and all these things. So I want to give to you what I wish I had sooner through this retreat by inviting you into this space and giving giving you everything you need to grow your business and, and get rid of the five years I spent trying to figure this out and do it in a weekend. How does that sound? Right? But because yeah, awesome. you built the like, know, and trust with them through the podcasting platform, they're like, he's not lying. Right. He pours into us all the time. Right. So Yeah, I love it. I love it, Jess. Well, you put on a cap for me for a moment and just think about like, so, so much of my, my main listeners are yoga teachers and my main passion is helping yoga teachers be more successful because uh, like, it's just my crew. It's where I'm from. If it, would you speak on a little bit, just your, I know you do yoga, like you have insight into the world and then, and then you've got the, the expertise on the podcasting. Like, what would you say to the beginning, like to a yoga teacher who's got some momentum, got some business going, like give it, give us your thoughts on like how podcasting podcasting could change a yoga teacher's life. Oh my God. Okay. I'm about to say the thing that you probably didn't even expect me to say. If you are a yoga teacher and you are getting some traction in business, and you're like, I need a little bit more. I want to push this a little bit. I want to get a little bit louder. I want to be, I want to, and like, for lack of better words, let's say it. Like, I want to be, I want to be seen. I know this is working in my location, but I want to spread what I do, right? More eyes, more people, more authority, more influence. That's what we're all trying to do. I'm going to pump the brakes on this for a second. It may not be to start a podcast. There is a great buffer to this concept. Go get, go work with someone. We do this. I don't care who you go to. Most agencies do this. Go get pitched to be a guest on podcasts. Here's why. Let me, I'm, I'm really about to say some, can I say some stuff? No, absolutely. Yeah. We, right. we curse on this show, Jess. Lovely. I'm about to tell y'all some shit. <laughs> As a woman that runs in circles, and I'm not bragging, right? I have myself and my high level girlfriends, right? We're all six figures, high six figures, close to the seven figure mark, right? We stay very tightly knit because we need each other, you know, and we're going through relationships and healing and things, but really at the forefront is our businesses. And so we do things all the time. We force ourselves to do things all the time to keep ourselves grounded, like yoga retreats, like, because I don't have time. Listen to me when I say this, I don't have time to put this shit together. I just added on my calendar for me to go to hot yoga next Thursday. Cause that's the only time that I have. So anytime I introduce to my high level circle, someone that I trust in the spiritual realm, yoga, breath work, anything, they jump and pay these people. Cause they're like, I don't have time to go find the right person. If someone refers me to this person, I'm gonna give you everything I got and all my energy because I need to maintain my sanity through a practice like this. So women like me and my friends are always looking for people we can trust in this realm. I don't need you to have a podcast to do that. I need to hear you on someone else's podcast that I trust to be like, wow, she sounds like she knows what she's doing. Wow. He sounds like he could really get me grounded and focused in the moments that I really need to check out of everything that's driving me crazy. Like, do you know how many women right now are high level in business chasing the opportunity to be soft again and find their femininity and flow? I know that myself, for instance, I find that through yoga. 
I find that through hot yoga all the time. I need to like calm it down, take it 20 notches down. So go get pitched on podcasts. There's people that do this everywhere. We do this. We commit to getting you on 10 podcasts. We create a media guide for you, like create talking points, really make you stand out. You may think you're just a yoga teacher, but your job is to be accessible to people that don't know how to find you. So go guest on podcast. I love this, Jess. And if they love it, if you get great feedback and people are tagging you and they're like, yo, I don't know who this is, but she's like, she just blew my mind. Okay, now you've got the stamp of approval. It's like, okay, I did 10 episodes. Nine people really got like slid in my DMs and said this was the best thing ever and I got clients from it. Now go turn that into a podcast. Do that for oh, I love this advice, Jess. I, I think it's so good because I, I even just the people that I talk to and, and and how I encourage them, I can see their eyes glaze over when I was like, oh, do this big thing. It's going to be easy. And they're like, oh my God, I'm never going to do that. But this is really that kind of intermediate step to get people into the world uh, w- without, without them feeling like they have to do a bunch of infrastructure work. Um, so awesome. I'm so glad I asked you this question. <laughs> um, let's shift gears a little bit, um, to the actual, um, structure of podcasts and sort of the mechanics. Like, can you give us maybe the question that I had written down is what's the structure of a good podcast? And I'm, I'm curious to hear your, your thoughts because I have my method that I follow, but, but like, well, how, how do you even set up a, a like a structure of a podcast? <laughs> Excuse me. So if you're talking about like episode structure. Yeah. The way you would record um, I'll give you an example. So, so I introduce an idea. I tell my story of how I learned it. And then I preach and reflect on the lesson. And so that's kind of just my three, like I'll sit here, tell you my idea, tell you how I learned it gives you some vulnerability and some insight and, you know, something to chuckle about. And then, and then I preach and, and that's kind of, I can do it in five minutes, seven minutes, 10 minutes, but that's kind of what I do. Um, I'm just wondering, do you have a method that you follow? Um, yeah, or maybe I'm just, you know, off in my weird, weird realm as usual. No, I love this. I love this a lot. So I always say get to the nitty gritty fast, make a connection fast. Um, I, I in particular hate when I hear an episode where someone starts with like, thank you so much for joining us. Like, can you just like start off with like, telling us a little bit about who you are? no. No, they're, you're deciding as a host that this person is worth being enthusiastic about. So get enthusiastic about them immediately. Jump into the nitty gritty and then feel free to turn around and figure, they're going to figure out who they are through the podcast anyway. So totally. like, you started it off perfectly. So I always say like structure wise, post-production, we always pull a clip to start. So it's like, because people have ADHD now. So they right. need something immediately when they press need the hook. They need a hook. And then the intro and then the episode and then the outro and then some, you know, whatever it is in between. But as far as like when you record, you, it was the way you jumped in was perfect. You're like, I met her in Mexico. I, I already personally knew that podcasting was important to me, but then talking to her made me realize it was even more important. So let's, let's ask her these questions and let's all get this game for free. Immediately I'm hooked because if I'm a business owner and I've been thinking about this, I'm like, oh, he's about to get all the questions. I want to know. I always say it's the Oprah style. Like, why did we, everyone thinks we loved Oprah because Oprah was just so profound and all these things. You know why we loved Oprah? Because Oprah asked the questions that when the guests started talking, you went, man, 
I wish somebody would ask her this. And then Oprah turned around and boom. And you were like, that's exactly what I said in my mind. That's exactly what I wanted to know. Like you are, you as a host are advocating on behalf of your guest. So stop trying to perfect the process. Think about your listeners and like, what would, what questions would they have? What would they want answered immediately? And then have the fluff at the end of the conversation, like get to the nitty gritty, whether it's the technical, whether it's the vulnerability, where it's a mixture of both and then follow at the end with like, that's when you can do the love stuff. Like, you know, I call it like, Jessica, thank you so much. I just think you're this incredible person. And I see what you do on the internet and just like tell everyone a little bit more where they can learn more about you and what you do. Okay, great. End with that. But don't start the conversation like that. The way you started was your idea, your audience, your connection. Boom. It was. Yeah. I'm I, I, that's always in the back of my mind is like, I want to waste no one's time. Correct. And, 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 and so I think that like intuitively I'm there, but I, I love, I love how you just lay it out so clearly. So, so thanks for that. Okay. Next, next thing, which is all, always on people's mind. How long does it take to get good at this? Because I, I tell, I, t- I tell this to my daughter twice a day. I tell it to somebody at least once a day where it's like, guess what? You're going to suck. And that's okay because you know who else sucks? Everybody else when they start at something. What's your what's your feeling on how long this game takes to get good? So let's 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 uh, clarify good for a second. I look at good in two ways. I think people think of good as considered a good podcaster, and good as a result. Is it yielding or converting a result? Let's go both. So when I think of good as a podcaster, I think of mastering your messaging, right? And finding your voice. And I think that takes 10 to 20 episodes, if not a couple months of content, because your goal should be able to be to close your eyes and record a podcast and see the person you're talking to, see the avatar. Mm, I love it. The person that's listening and know, like, when I speak to this pain point, I know I'm talking to you. Like, it's just like being at church. When you're at church and you're like, there's 300 people in that audience. And you're like, this pastor is talking to me right now. Yeah. He's not, he don't know what you do in your sleep. Like he knows, but he knows what the majority of folks that are sitting in that audience need because he's been there before and he's speaking to one and it happens to resonate with everyone. Mm. So your goal is to really get in tune with the person that's listening. And I always tell people, don't skip the step of market research. Forget what everybody else is doing. Forget what your peers and competitors are doing. Start the podcast or guest or whatever it is. And then when people start tagging you and DMing you or emailing you, have intimate conversations with those folks because you will immediately see a pattern of like, okay, the last four people that reached out to me are going through a breakup. Or the last 10 people that reached out to me talked a lot about um, struggling with their purpose. Like they started their studio, but they're you know, it's not feeling as fulfilling as they thought it would be. Okay, maybe I need to do an episode about like regarnishing or revitalizing your purpose in your studio and making it more you. Like have these conversations with like, and that's as simple as like a thank you so much for listening. I, I know that your time is valuable and you spent an hour with me. I'm just curious what, you know, what about the podcast led you to stay? And then that's when they're like, oh my God, that episode that you did, the episode four, when you talked about, you know, building relationships inside your studio and not crossing the line really resonated with me and it made me change how I do X, Y, and Z. Okay, great. Now you're really understanding your audience. Like your job is not done when you launch the podcast. Your job just starts as you begin to like 
really build these connections and relationships with your listeners because your ultimate goal is this is a marathon. You want them to stay. You want them to need your content, right? You don't want to, you know, you don't want to manipulate them and force them to stay, but you want them to need your content. You want to feed that listener on a regular basis. So I think good, good podcasting can take months. Like I would say I wasn't a good podcaster for the first year. I was just kind of like navigating, like, how much vulnerability do I, you know, how much do I share? How much is about me? How much is about them? Am I talking to the right person? How do I not attract the wrong people? Because that's a thing, right? And so I, I would say committing to consistency, committing to your community, and committing to connection is really like the key components to being a good podcaster. Don't obsess over listening to back to yourself. Don't over obsess over your ums and uhs and stuff. People want you to be a human. Don't worry. They don't expect you to talk like that on the couch. They don't expect you to talk like that on a podcast. Let that part go. Focus on like community, connection, and just like building on that. And then when it comes to your results, your outcome, you need to figure out what you want from that. Because I'm here to tell you very clearly Listen to me when I say this. Sponsorship is the last thing you need to worry about when it comes to podcasting. It is the last thing. There's four, if not 10 ways that we talk about making money off of podcasting. Sponsorship is the last one. You can make money from affiliate marketing. You can make money from selling your own products and services. You can make money from building community. You can build, you can make money from all types of things. Consider sponsorship last. It's not, not an option. But it requires, the industry standard requires such a high number of downloads that you're going to make yourself sick trying to do that. Like, but if you focus on the content and building community and you have a 500 downloads a month, 300 downloads a month, and you can get 30 of those people to buy from you, if you've got a good product and service, nail it. You've nailed it. You can have a micro audience and make a ton of money. Y'all hear what I said? Like, Listen to me when I say this, you can have a micro audience and make a good amount of money. Sponsorships are the last thing you need to worry about. Downloads are the last thing you need to worry about. Now, if you're getting five downloads a, a, an episode, I get it. It's something to consider because it's such an investment. Your investment of time and money needs to be comparable to your ROI, correct? But there is a long startup process to this that you need to be looking at that could look like six months to a year. I've had a podcast for five years. Like, but now I know I can sell out a 250 person event on my podcast at $500 a ticket because of the energy and the time I've put into my listeners. I can do that with my eyes closed. So now I've garnered this community and this connection with my people that they're waiting on my every hand, note, and foot and what I'm eating for breakfast on my podcast. Like, but that took a lot of work and connection and research and understanding my listener. I love it, Jessica. It's that's that's awesome. I mean, it's I I think I think a lot of people I, I think instantly all of us compare ourselves to LeBron James. Like we start something and then we see, oh, well, you know, if I'm not going to be LeBron James, why should I even have fun playing basketball? And we kind of forget that. No, you can still play college. You can play high school. You know, like there's multiple tiers that are still people being extremely successful here. Um so uh, thanks, you know, thanks for kind of sharing like the numbers of even like, yeah, like you've got your audience and you can sell 250 spots to the event that you're producing. I wouldn't like to sell 30 people on a thousand dollar product. That, that, exactly. Like, and that's only 30 people. Like yeah. it, it's, 
I think way too many people are trying to like either going going big or going home mentality when when there's just huge 30 people at a thousand bucks a pop is great money, you know, especially for, for the people in, in my world. Um, so we have just a few minutes left, Jessica, cause I know you've got to go. Um, I would, can, can you, I think, can you share just a little bit about the offers you have, how you work with people, um, share some of that, like uh, of the different tiers of people that you work with and perhaps some of the success stories that you've had with, you know, new podcasters to, to, to expert podcasters that you've worked with. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So we've worked really hard over the last four years to try to provide something for everybody because it is important to us and me to give something like, like right now we do work with very high level brands. We do high quality production, but like at the end of the day, the, the beginner podcaster matters to me because I started with 1700 followers when I started my podcast. Um, I had nothing. And within a year, my podcast went viral for the first time. It's done it probably six times. And um, that's how I built my brand, period. That was where my brand started was being vulnerable on my podcast, right? And even my podcast itself has gone through several iterations. So um, I would say success story-wise. Uh, one of my most recent favorites was about a year ago, I had a girl come to me with a podcast. Um, this is really unfortunate. I can't remember the name of it then because we changed it. But she came to me and she was like, hey, I heard about you. I've had a podcast for over a year now. Whole year, 12 months commitment, and I only have 1,000 downloads. And she was like, it's a lot of work. It's getting exhausting. She's like, I'm really on the fence of quitting, but like, there's this part of me that I actually love it. Like, I love the podcast. She's like, I just, it doesn't feel worth it. And I just want to see if there's anything you could do. And I was like, yeah, let me go listen. So I go listen and I'm like, oh. podcast all about weight loss, voice, incredible voice. I'm like, girl. So I do some back end research on it. I found out that she just had it on a platform that I don't particularly love. I said, okay work with me for three months, three month commitment, no, nothing major. Let me see if I can flip this thing on its head and let me rebrand. Let's change the name. Let's do a couple things you've elevated. Let's elevate the show. Change the name to uncomplicating weight loss in life. Relaunched her on the new platform, rebranded the show. Um, that was actually two years ago because she just finished her first year with us and then upgraded to our bigger package because she said in her second year, the one, first year with us, she went from a thousand downloads to 65,000 downloads. <laughs> that's incredible so <laughs> that's fantastic she said her entire business funnel is through her podcast so she's like so she upgraded to our in-person like high quality production she's like this is a no-brainer because i am making all my money from my podcast and now i want to take my listeners and my viewers to the next level so um we get that a lot like we um this, way to go yeah this manifesting money podcast behind me i mean I think she just hit almost 500,000 downloads, like literally doing it from her phone. I mean, it just depends on your audience, who you're talking to and the way in which you're talking to them. But if you mm -hmm. do this thing right, like you can really garner an audience that will ride for you and like and trust you and love you and long for your content. You can really create a raving fan base. So as far as offers go, um, every month I do a viral worthy workshop that is really for the beginner. I'm doing one this Sunday, but I don't know when the show drops. So it'll probably there'll be one in March. Um, we usually do it on Sundays and it is just a one hour workshop that I pretty much tell you everything you need to know about podcasting. And then of course, at the end, I tell you how you can work with us so that you can be able to look out for that. Um, you can Amazing. 
jessicahurley.co has all of our options on there. So we have the viral worthy workshop. We have our, um, through our Insta podcast uh, agency, we have a video pro option and a blogcast experience. The video pro is for the beginner, but we do expect you to have a viable business because the investment is not going to make sense for you, but you record from home and we do high quality production, all the deliverables, all the producing, all the publishing on the back end for the podcast so that you have high quality stuff to put out there into the world as far as marketing, social media, all the things. And then our broadcast experience, which is what we do with a lot of our podcasters, our major brand, our corporate companies, is we go to them and we record the show. We record an entire season in two days. So we plan yeah. with them, we record 20 episodes, and within a month we launch a trailer, we put everything on YouTube, like it's, it's a whole production. Um, yeah. You know, a lot of people, that's a drop in the bucket to really put a lot of time and energy to connecting deeply with their audience. And I really think at its core, that's what podcasting is. It is a very unique way to connect deeply with your ideal audience. Amazing. Cool, Jessica. Um, well, I could keep chatting forever. Um, but I think, honestly, I think we've accomplished what I wanted to accomplish here, which is just giving some people some faith, some belief, some concrete steps like some 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 more clarity of, of of what their vision could be for 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 how to use this medium um so i i feel like we kind of did what i hoped we would do um do you have any kind of last thoughts that you want to share or is this is this a good place to break um i would say this don't be don't wait to share your message and your voice and i know that's so corny but like I remember the day I started and I was like, I'm a nonprofit director. Like who gives a shit? Like, and I just started talking. And as I talked, I got clarity. I learned who I was talking to. I knew what they needed. And it was like, for a while, it just became me like empowering my best friends. And just from that, it grew and it grew and it grew. And like, I always say the greatest compliment I get now when I'm in public is when people jump, like when they see me, like when I host my event every year, I do a woman's event once a year. Every time people come up to me, they grab me. And I don't know them and I'm not bragging about this. And they always go, oh my God, I'm so glad to finally meet you. But I felt like I've always known you this whole time. And I'm like, good, good, because that's what I want to do. I want to pour into people in a way that I wish somebody would have poured into me. And that didn't took didn't take an insane amount of knowledge. It just took me being myself and using my experiences as a roadmap for other people. I love it. So you're a rock star, Jess. Thank you. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. Um, pleasure. Thank you so I, much for having me. Yeah. Anytime. Let, let's, let's keep it going and let's stay in touch. Um, all right, guys, we are signing off. Um, stay in touch. Have an awesome day. And we will be back with you soon. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. If you'd like to meet me in person, come to Casa Ohm in Mexico or West Virginia. I love hearing from my podcast crew. Send me a note at facebook.com slash if you'd like to connect further. Have an awesome day.